Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Toolmart, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. Great to have you company here on this Labor Day long weekend. Peter Vlahos with you here on Sports Day uh, WA. All thanks to our friends at Toolmart who get the right tool from the start. And, of course, uh, Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. I was really intrigued with this on the weekend. Nothing like a refreshing story when it comes to sport. And I'm a great admirer of Wayne Bennett. I'm a great admirer of what he did in his days at the Broncos and at South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, of course, last year was preparing the Redcliffe Dolphins uh, for yesterday or this weekend when they made their debut in the National Rugby League competition. And they took on one of the giants of the NRL, one of the real big brands of the NRL, the Sydney Roosters, who are owned by millionaire, billionaire, almost Nick Politis. So it was a big and almost a David versus Goliath, even though the game was in the backyard of the Dolphins. But nobody would have thought that they would have recorded the victory that they did. Come from behind victory as well. Scotty Sattler, of course, has played rugby league uh, predominantly on the Gold Coast uh, and in Queensland, but made his name, as we know, playing over 100 games for the Penrith Panthers. Even though he was born in New South Wales, I know he's Queensland through and through now, and he's part of the SEN Queensland uh, broadcast team. Scotty, thanks for your time. Hey, Pete. No worries. Yeah, you're right. It was a momentous day for rugby league, introducing a, a 17th team. And um, there were many that, that thought that uh, the Dolphins probably wouldn't have the capacity to, to beat someone like the Roosters. But when you break it all down after the game, now, it shouldn't surprise surprises because, as you said, you're a great admirer of Wayne Bennett. And, um, and back in 1988, he... He brought the Brisbane Broncos into the competition and they beat the, the Premiers, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, by 40 on their very first their very first game at Lang Park that night, that day in 1988. So it shouldn't surprise us that he gets a team up for these sort of uh, clashes. I've got to play you this audio before we talk more about the occasion. Uh, there was the after-match press conference and Wayne Bennett in his early 70s got a bit frosty with one particular reporter who accused him of not being there the week before in a trial game, reportedly. And this is what uh, Wayne Bennett had to say. Maybe you can shed, Scotty Saddle, a bit more light on why this eventuated. Is that the standard, Wayne, for the Dolphins now? Is that where you build this club from? Are you still looking for me? <laughs> you here? No? Oh? You here? Well, I went to Cairns. You were looking for me. Watch out. <laughs> I, te- I texted you. Well, I'm not sure I want to answer your question, mate, because you haven't had the decency to wing me about it, so... Oh, God. Wayne, I was Well, you made me a headline over it, but, you know, because... I did you, ask you, you where you were. Yeah, well, no, because you, you didn't bother to ask me where I was. And you went on your little trip and had your say, well, you know, you can't just give it, mate, and not take it. I love it. 
I love it. Uh, so he just put this reporter back in his place. Tell us about the background of all this, Scotty. Oh, so they played a trial, their very first official trial in Cairns. The uh, the Dolphins did against North Queensland Cowboys, and um, and Wayne didn't go to the game. He just he left the responsibilities up to his assistant coach Christian Wolf, who's going to take over in year three from Wayne Bennett. So this is what Wayne does. He he allows the, the assistant coach to to have a, a fair bit of input. Um, many think it's it's a weird tactic, especially when it's a brand new team and you're not there for the trials. And um, yeah, you know, I personally think that for a new franchise, you, the head coach needs to be there because you got young players wanting to impress him. They want him, they want uh, Wayne Bennett to see them the way they prepare and try and impress him. And but yeah, you know, all that aside, Wayne Bennett's got a memory like an elephant. So uh, he would have remembered the journalist. He would have remembered his name. He would have remembered his face. He would have put that in the mental Rolodex. And when given the opportunity, uh, it's a two-pronged approach as well uh, with what he's done after the first game. Many have thought of thinking, oh, don't make this about you, Wayne. This is, this is about the Dolphins, their first win. But it's, it's more to the point is that Wayne's sticking up for the club and himself and, his, and what the club is going to stand for. And, and on the field, they're going to try and compete as, as good as anyone. Off the field, I'm going to be a coach that's going to, I'm going to stand up for my players, my club and everything that it represents. So it's a real bit of a, like a, a line in the sand moment about how the media need to, to deal with the Dolphins moving forward. Mm. Well, he is 73 and I know when the journo said I text you, well, Wayne's probably one of these old-fashioned guys, doesn't read texts. Uh, he prefers the old-fashioned phone call. But moving on, there was nearly 33,000 at Suncorp yesterday. Uh Tell us about the occasion and certainly when the Dolphins ran out for the first time. Uh, judging from what I've heard, uh, highlights and all that, they made a heck of a noise. Yeah, they did. 32,000. Oh, I've got to say, it's a good crowd for rugby league and, and you should be happy with it. I thought there would have been more because Queensland is, you know, when it comes to rugby league, it's, uh, it is the most followed sport uh, in Queensland. But in saying that, you You'd have 32,000 any day of the week, and they were very vocal. A lot of Roosters supporters there as well, but mostly Dolphins supporters. And just a, from a, a geography, uh, for a geography uh, lesson, Redcliffe is like, uh, if you're in the Brisbane CBD, it's about a 45-minute drive north. And you've got to go across a big bridge. You've got to, it's it's a, right on the peninsula as you head to the Sunshine Coast. And, um, you know, it's it's... A, a lot of people that attended the game as well, not just Redcliffe and, and the Moreton Bay region supporters. It's also people that are true rugby league fans that love the Broncos, that want to go and support another Brisbane team as well. But outside of that, there's a lot of people in southeast Queensland that actually don't like the Broncos. Uh, they don't like what they represent, and and they're the they're the supporters that are looking for another team to support in southeast Queensland if they're not Gold Coast Titans fans. But um, there was another Brisbane team back in 1995 through to 97, and due to the Super League ARL war, the South Queensland Crushers back then they were they were lost, they were um, taken out of the competition. So uh, another team from South East Queensland that's four teams now, and um, and to be quite honest, I think in four or five years' time you could probably put another team in South East, South East Queensland or Queensland somewhere. So. Uh, but 17 teams is what it's going to look like for a number of years now. And I'm glad we got to this point because, um, you know, it's, 
it's a momentous day, like we said early on, for mm. rugby league. Well, let's say we see it one day here in Perth. Uh, we're hoping to get maybe the 18th team. That would be very nice to come out of the West because we're all uh, dying to have a rugby league uh, franchise out of this side of the country, and that will add a lot, certainly, to the competition. Let's talk about the match. And, of course, Arthur Beetson uh, was honoured uh, in the Dolphins' debut match, and they're all talking about the first recipient of the Arthur Beetson medal. Uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Carfusi, Felice Carfusi, who, from all reports, was the magnet that ing- ignited the Dolphins after they trailed by 12 to 6. Yeah, he was a one-man army for a, a, one period there. When you're playing your first game, uh, especially for the first game for, for this chapter, what you want to do as a senior player is you want to try and, you want to try and stake a, a claim to what the club is going to represent moving forward, you've got to have a, a you know a really tough, uh, resilient mindset, and, and that's where your senior players have got to have got to really leave their footprint um, in games like this, where, where it's the first game for a chapter, and that's what Felice Calfusi did. He he's come from the Melbourne Storm, one of the most successful teams, or the most successful team in the modern era, and both he and a couple of other ex-Melbourne players have really stamped their authority on this side, and and as I said, he. Someone needed to turn the game, and it's not scoring tries in rugby league that turns the game. It's usually a big defensive effort, and he he levelled a couple of players, really levelled them to the point where a lot of the Roosters players are looking through the corner of their eye to see where Felice Kafusi was, and yeah, so he left a real mark on the on the game. And the Arthur Beetson medals, are, you know, he's one of our greatest rugby league players of all time. He's what's called an immortal. Uh, he's the first Indigenous. Captain of Australia in rugby league. He might be in any sport. If, um, if, I may be wrong with that, but I think he's the first Indigenous captain of any sport. And an amazing man off the field as well. He represented Redcliffe uh, back in the 60s, won that first premiership there before he went down to Sydney and then came back to Redcliffe in 1981 and captain coached him as well. So, yeah, he's, been a, he's a godfather around the Roosters and the Redcliffe clubs. Yeah, no, it, was, it would have been a nice touch, actually. So let's have a look at the Dolphins. Uh, there will be a honeymoon period. There's no question, particularly after the win at the weekend over the Roosters. But pound for pound, how far can they go? Are people saying after the honeymoon period that they may run out of steam towards the second half of the season? Yeah, depth is their problem, and it's a problem for a lot of clubs. But a new club especially, when you've got an open checkbook and an exciting new brand, and they were unable to sign what you would class as a blue-chip marquee player. So, you know, if you're North Melbourne, you've got Wayne Carey. Um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, the Swans, you've got, you know, Barry Hall or, you know, so, or, you know Buddy Franklin. Whatever. They didn't nail that, that marquee player. So, um, they've got some really good players, senior players. They're going to set some really high standards. Um, but when you get to about round 12, 13, 14, you start dipping into your reserves of players, that's where they might be found a little bit wanting. Now, I may be wrong, and I've been proved wrong plenty of other times, and Wayne Bennett's the coach that can make them believe. He can make any player believe better than any coach in any code. Uh, so if they make the finals, it is one of the great um, debut seasons of any club in any sport. Uh, but if they don't make the finals, or they finish in the bottom four, it's probably expected, and there's nothing wrong with that as well because you know, you're not expected to win the competition your first year. If you do, it's a bonus. But uh, for the Dolphins, it's a little bit of um, unknown territory, to be quite honest. Mm. 
And as we let you go, Scott, just one question getting away from the Dolphins. Craig Bellamy, who's been heading into his 21st season as coach of the Melbourne Storm, has just been... Uh, He's just been enormous. When you look at Wayne Bennett and you look at Craig Bellamy, I think rugby league has been fortunate to have two outstanding all-time greats of, of coaching. And he's deciding uh, this will be it before he maybe walks away and maybe keeps some sort of capacity or some sort of involvement. But as far as full-time senior coach, this is it for Craig Bellamy. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's I think he's top three or four greatest coaches he's ever seen, if not top two, to be quite honest based on his record, not only based on his record, but based on the coaches that he, has, that he has also developed that have gone on to become coaches or assistant coaches, the players that have then after their careers have gone on to be you know, quite um, influential in the media or have taken up coaching roles as well. He's had a huge influence on players both on and off the field. He's the most wonderful man you'd ever meet. Both he and his wife, Wendy, are when, they were, when he was playing at Canberra Raiders back in the 80s, they were synonymous with taking in new players and making them feel at home in Canberra. And he took that down to Melbourne and has created a real legacy around family. And um, he's a tremendous coach and always strives for excellence. And he always gets that out of his side. Yeah, his side this year, barring injuries, well, again, they'll, they'll challenge for the premiership, even though they keep losing all these great players. So, um, yeah, just... One of the true gentlemen of the game, but also one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen. Oh, I've got to say, if he went to any code, he would play a role in any coaching team. That's the sort of effect he has on mm. on players who want to reach their, their true potential. Yeah, no, just outstanding. Uh, you're very lucky. Bennett and the likes of Bellamy have been around rugby league for a long time and no doubt enhance the product over there. Thanks for joining us, Scotty. You've enhanced certainly our conversation and given us an insight <laughs> into the Dolphins and what's happening in rugby league. Take care. Have a good uh, Monday night and we'll keep in touch. Hey, Charlie. See you, mate. See you, mate. That's Scotty Sattler, former NRL star, joining us here on the program. Just before we take a break for tyre power, buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres during tyre power store-wide super sale. More than 30 domestic clubs, including powerhouses South Melbourne and the controversy-plagued Sydney United 58, want to be part of Football Australia's proposed national second tier men's competition. There's eight teams from Victoria, 10 from New South Wales, seven from Queensland. There's one from Western Australia who have nominated, and that's the Spearwood Dalmatinek uh, together with Coburn City. Uh, they are jointly together. Coburn City playing the NPL. Uh, Spearwood Dalmatinek are the governing uh, body. Uh, they're the only club from Western Australia who have nominated. As I mentioned, North Melbourne forward Cameron Zerha will miss the start of the season after scans revealed he suffered a calf strain. In Saturday's practice match against the Western Bulldogs, Max Verstappen won the opening 2023 F1 race in Bahrain overnight. And Australian Olympic hero Peter Boll will headline a star-studded cast on SAS Australia when it airs on free-to-air TV later this year. Boll joins AFLW Premiership player Abby Holmes, world champion boxer Anthony Mundine, Retired NRL star Boyd Courtner, AFL Hall of Famer Jason Akamanis, and a few others as well. Stephanie Rice is also on the show as well. So there you go. Peter Bowl is on SAS Australia, which airs later this year. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, let's talk AFL. Craig O'Donoghue is right across it from the West Australian. He joins us next here on Sports Day.